0: For me, awakening means, for example, being completely present in the present moment, like being fully present right now Uh, and sort of moving out of a place where we live thinking about the future or thinking about the past. And also awakening for me, and this has taken me a long time and like awakening was something else 15 years ago, like every little step. On the way to finding this presence has been an awakening moment right so like for example okay now I'm like digressing but like I got sober 25 years ago and on the day that I got sober I got the AA number from my friend and I gave up and I said I'm gonna call this number I had a moment of deep surrender that I'd never had before that was also awakening in that moment right like you're awakening to something else than what is here right now in this moment right so for me did you today, know it's yeah. did you know it's awakening at the time like did you realize no, no right no no I I, I mean I, I guess at the time I was so messed up that I probably didn't feel it but I knew like there was like a feeling you know like it's like we talk about like a gut feeling you know like this sort of like internal calling towards something like i had that then like i knew that something was going on that wasn't sort of like uh, of pranilla's control sort of it was like something greater than me was operating in my life to make me find a healthier way to live you know but i also want to say like the aspect of surrender is is also part of awakening like I think that if you live in the present moment not in the past not in the future then you have also surrendered most of your emotions that attach you to the past or the future right because the stuff that goes on in our mind is usually thinking about the future or being pissed off about something that happened yesterday right so there's an element of surrender there that has that also comes into play when it comes to awakening, like surrender and presence together, causes you to be sort of in a clean slate place. Right? You don't get triggered. Yeah. You don't worry about the future. You don't get pissed off about what happened yesterday or what somebody said three years ago. We're just here right now. You move forward in life because you have a schedule. And then you tap into this thing that you asked me about. That state of complete presence is our innate state and is the the deep state of joy. And that's where you find your true happiness, right? It's not in something you acquire. It's in this completely surrendered present state. It's exactly. (laughs) No, like. like... What's she talking about? Oh, my God.
1: No, I'm coming to that conclusion. That's why I wanted to talk about it because I mean, it's the age, you know, like when I was 20, I never thought of this. I'm like, Oh no, no. It's
0: like, this is silly stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. But more and more, not only because even when you watch like interviews with like celebrities or successful people, they Mm -hmm. always say like, Oh yeah. And then I achieved this and I was just realizing that it didn't make me happy so like it didn't change that situation so it's always like if you have to make yourself happy right now find like the process of it like enjoying every day and then like it's the destination not like it's the process not the destination like it's just Mm -hmm. not gonna make you happier and I think my whole life I just thought it will (laughs) but um, (laughs) yeah as a young person you know like (laughs) yeah
0: if i became if i become famous (laughs) that's the big one right like i that's what i thought
1: rich yeah
0: yeah rich and famous and like we used to watch the oscars from the couch like in stockholm sweden and i thought that was the ultimate thing to be standing on the podium with my oscars in my hand and for years i actually thought that i was going to be an actor like i didn't care about acting i just (laughs) wanted to be famous right so But it's like, you know, and then I got sober and everything changed because, of course, I realized that that's not what makes you happy. I I would like I wouldn't want to be super famous because you can't walk down the street in New York City and just be a normal person. Mm -hmm. Right. So but the thing is that if we can figure out a way and I say this a lot, like I'm like right now in this moment, we're all okay. Right. No. Right now in this moment, we're okay. Yeah. And of course there's moments when we're not, but like, even when we're going through troubles, like something bad's happened, like your, your parent is ill or your kids are sick or something like there's a way to, to be fully present and awake in those moments that make them not stick and make you not fall out of the present and going into like fear of the future or for the past. I mean, of course, there's like situations where you it's going to happen. You're going to have to like, you know, if we're talking about like regular people like you and me, we're li- living in like regular lives and we have our, our careers that we work for, right? It's, it's if you're just right here right now, you're always going to be happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, It's you're sounds like, simple, <laughs> it sounds simple but you know what it took me a, a really really long time to figure out how to how to be that way a really it's, long time
1: it's hard it's hard yeah. but i find i find this um when i'm going back home in the i told you like this mm-hmm. the cottage in mm-hmm. the forest yeah with so the, with
0: a with a vegetable garden and all that stuff. yeah
1: so yeah i realized that that place makes me happy because it's only the present. Like I, I'm barely mm. on my phone. There's even like bad internet connection. And like it's just Of course yeah. simple, yeah, simple things. Mm-hmm. And I'm I cannot imagine like I cannot believe how happy that makes me when I'm there and thinking about the present moment, like what we're we gonna do now. We're doing this, we're doing this, and it's beautiful and calm and quiet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need to find this everywhere. <laughs> like in me, yeah. I guess.
0: Well, actually, the thing is... Okay, hold on. I just have so many things to say about this. <laughs> First of all, it's not that you need to find it, right? Because you know that you have it already. Because you're that way when you're hanging out with your vegetables and you're a dad in his garden. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that's something that happens within you. It's not like the, I mean, I know that you think it's the circumstances, but the feeling that you have is coming from within you. Right. But the thing is that when you're in nature, nature is innately present, right? We talked about this too. Like, so the, the garden, the energy of the garden is in the moment. So that captures you into that. It brings you into that, right? Like I talk about horses and the same thing, right? But if you know, and this is actually an amazing thing, Nicole, because you've already felt that thing. So those are your awake moments. You're in that garden, right? That means that you can actually start searching for that in everything that you do, right? Cultivate Mm -hmm. this aspect of yourself, So, I mean, a lot of people have, would never even, this is like, it's like a gift, this garden. A lot of people are
1: still sleeping, you know what I mean?
0: Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So like, it's almost like we have these moments, like you, I talk about that a lot, like the awakening moments. We have these moments that open our minds and like open a door to that there is something else besides the rushing around and achieving stuff and like paying our bills. Right. And you have that in that. So it's like, how do you take that little piece of your life and bring it into your studio in London? Mm. You know, and I think that like, you can, it's almost like I have a feeling that like when you're sitting here, editing and finding music and like, cutting out the best little snippet of like a sentence that you think is awesome. And you put it first on your reel. I mean, then you're like in, you're in a flow, right? Like a creative flow. In the zone. In the zone. And the zone is exactly the same thing.
1: Yeah. Cause that's when I'm most happy.
0: Yeah. It's when you have to deal with like things around it, that don't really, I mean, it's like for me, like I, I, uh, when I'm editing, I I definitely go into the zone.
1: It's yeah, the but then it's, other
0: things drive me crazy.
1: <laughs> that's the thing. So, but also like recently, I had this like because I'm trying to do something here and like in, when it comes to like uh, building a business, but for the sake of me, um, like creative control, right? So the mm-hmm. more, for example, commercial work I do. The less creative control i have meaning um i'm less happy because as a creative i need to fulfill my soul in a way that yeah. like i yeah. need to have creative input um so it's normal and of course like i'm 32 so i'm trying to like um live the way i want to live and yeah. it comes with like you know planning a lot of, like, things that I have to think about for the future, whether it's financial or, like, you know, all this, all sorts of things. And I always catch myself, like, worrying too much about the future because I'm a control freak. And mm-hmm. this, like, also very recently caused me such an anxiety because mm-hmm. you're always thinking, like, okay, what if this doesn't work? What if, like it doesn't work and this and this and that. And then I'm Mm -hmm. always, I'm always, I'm always good. Like I'm always saying like, and so what, then I'm going to do this. And then I'll do this. Like it's not the end of the world. Like I'm healthy. I'm great. Like it's, you know, but then when I realized like, okay, all my life, no matter if I was doing well or not, I was always worrying that I'm going to lose what I have. Mm -hmm. always and just i had a little awakening like it was last week or two weeks ago when i said okay you gotta fucking stop worrying because no Mm -hmm. matter what i do in the future right now or ever i will still be worrying that i'm gonna lose it Mm -hmm. and this leads me to then understanding i guess does it mean the surrender, right? So that's surrender, where you just be like, mm-hmm. "Enough."
0: Yeah, but also understanding where that fear comes from. Like worrying is like the second stage of fear. So you're scared of something, right? Which is completely normal and valid. Yeah. So it's almost <laughs> like you have to say. Of course I'm like, it's like this, like first step is acceptance, right? Like you, you're like, of course I'm scared. Like you, you we're all like, we don't know what's going to happen in the future and it's financial and we have to pay our bills. So like ex- fully accepting that that is completely acceptable, that I am fearful and that that worry and that fear drives you to be motivated to do stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's actually a core motivator in somehow. But finding that balance of saying, so my teacher, Sally, she said this thing, and I, I don't remember if it came from another teacher or if it was from her, but she said, quote, there is no need to fret because whatever is supposed to happen has already been decided. Meaning that like the plan has already been made for whatever reason in the future by the universe, whatever you want to call it. So the amount of worrying that we do won't help anything. And you know that, right? So like if I, if I worry or if I don't worry, nothing will change. (laughs) So it's a complete waste of time, right? It is. Yeah. Fuck it. (laughs) Yeah. But the thing is, if you say fuck it to your worry, it's going to come back so it's it's like it's there's a way i, I mean it's, it's like really honing in on what am I actually scared of, and I think for for human beings, it's like I used to think like well I'm scared that I'm going to be homeless, and I won't have money to pay my bills, you know, and that's reality mhm and if we can see what it is. Right. And that's, I I talk, this is one thing that you were asking about, um, I think acceptance or surrender in in your notes. It's like when we fully realize what that feeling is, like where it's coming from and just say, ah, that's what it is. That's when you can sort of, you can see it, it as an object separate from you, right? It's not Nicole, it's the worry. And it's because maybe it's even because like, you know, when you were growing up, Oh, I know exactly.
1: <laughs> of course, it's it, you it's know? from the childhood, like.
0: <laughs> so you grew up and like your culture was. Were you still part of the the Eastern? Bo- no. When, no, when no 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 no. Okay.
1: Yeah, so... but my parents grew up in that, so that's all they know. Exactly. So they put it exactly. on me, even though I, you know, it's was not cultural it.
0: cultural fear. I mean, this is a real like real thing that we're talking about. Like, it's not just I made this up, like our, my parents are older than your parents, but they grew up, like my mom was born in 1941 and it was Sweden. So we weren't part of the second world war, but they were affected by it greatly, like everybody in Europe. So it was like, okay, we have food, you are going to school, you're going to remember everything they tell you. And then we're going to go home and we're going to clean up and we're going to go to bed. Like that's it. So, but the amount of fear that was like they, they come down, came down with through the, the generations and then put into us is still there. Yeah, You know, cause my mom is like always in, she, she also has like those moments where it's like nothing big happens but she'll be in a full panic because the printer isn't working. And I'm like, okay. You know, so think about that. Think about what, where you were as a child. Like what was the things that your mom worried about and see how much you've adapted from her. And the more you sort of like research it, like a, like a, like a science project, mm-hmm. the more it's going to loosen its grip on you. Okay. see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Cause like also when, when I look back, it's just, as you said, like everything is like planned out and I believe that like from the universe, like it's, yeah. you know, yeah. because if I look back at my life Every time I thought, oh this is never going to happen. Oh, I'm never going to do this. This is never going to work out. It did. <laughs> like yeah. it it yes. when I look back, it like my life just went exactly as I wanted kind of, you know. Like if it's crazy. So my worry, whatever that is, in the present time, I feel like it's as you said waste of time because like it's just mm-hmm. going to Like, it's going to happen what's supposed to be happening.
0: Yeah. But the thing is that, like, just like what I said before, it's not super easy to just stop worrying, right? So that's that's sort of the work, trying to understand what's behind it, accepting that, that it is what it is, and finding a way to sort of, like, separate those emotions from you and, like, it's like kind of like that's how they dissolve. That's how they loosen their grip on you is like fully understanding and then surrendering to the fact that, yes, I am scared because X, Y, Z, or can I let go of this one little piece, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a process, so it's not, and it's really important not to push it away either. Like say, fuck it, I'm not gonna worry anymore, (laughs) you know? That doesn't work because then it'll just come back but
1: also living in the present moment helps, I guess, because you're focused on the present, like what you're doing right now. So it kind of, yeah.
0: I mean, it's the greatest thing to have something that you can feel that flow with. A lot of of people don't have that, but if you lose time, forget to eat, that's when you're in flowing with something, which I'm sure you have that when you're sitting there making your videos
1: exactly exactly yeah i mean is it because we also had this conversation that we feel we're different or weirdos what did we say like you know (laughs) yes a a lot of people are crazy like us um yeah a lot of people but to be honest yeah but to be honest that's normal for me because all i want to do is nourish my soul, educate myself, do what makes me happy. And society calls it crazy. (laughs) Because you don't, you don't do I mean, nothing against nine to five, of of course, it's just like, I did it and it made me miserable. And basically, I was just realized, is it really what I'm living for? Like, spending 40 years in one job? Like, I mean, no disrespect to my parents. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you know, they didn't have other like options, but pay, you know, yeah, like a lot of people die before they retire. Like,
0: no. Yeah. Retirement sounds so boring to me, but listen, <laughs> I was actually thinking about this. So your dad, your dad, yeah. he was the, the, the train, uh, he would driver. drive the train, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Train driver. He loved his job.
1: Yes, I mean of course he was bitching about it but he loved it. He did. Yeah.
0: So that's actually different than most, right? Cuz so he had his existence that he felt joy in, which is what we what you probably want, right? It's just that you mm-hmm. couldn't see how he possibly could think that would be fine to do that <laughs> all day long, right? So So I think for me, like when I was growing up, I didn't see either of my parents really liked what they their daily day. You know, they didn't really you didn't come home and feel like they were like satisfied in any way. And I didn't see actually anybody around where I lived either that like, oh, I have this like passionate work and I'm so happy like that. I never heard anybody say that. And I don't know besides your dad, if you know a lot of people, I mean, where you grew up. So for me like already at like 13 years old I'm like wow, what, what 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 do we do why are we here what's the point yeah. It's all going to suck yeah. right? that's what I thought And and um I I mean literally believed that like growing up was like doomsday scenario It's going to suck Me too And whatever that anybody recommended for me to do with my career was like I was like just shoot me now <laughs> Well you co- you're I was good the same. Math. Yeah, you're good at math. Why don't you be an accountant? <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> or why don't you work in a bank? You know, and, and so for me, I mean, you probably, I don't know what you did, but like, that's when, like, I mean, I'm not blaming this specifically, but like, for me, then the solution was to party and, and drink and do drugs <laughs> and be out all night because I was like, I don't want that, so I'm going to do this, which was the opposite, you know, and that worked for a few years. But that's what I thought life was. I, mm. The only person I knew that was like happy was my grandma, and she had, she didn't have a lot of money, but she like loved socializing and going to parties and playing the piano. And I'm like, oh, she has it, she got it. Yeah. But me or my parents, they look so sad, and so does all their friends, you know. <laughs> I don't want that. What do I do? You know? And it took me a really long time to figure it out. But now, I mean, I feel like I did.
1: <laughs> it took me oh, no.
0: <laughs> After 50 years. No, but I, I when I realized that the thing that I want is not on the outside, the thing mm-hmm. that I was searching for, happiness, joy, inner peace, state of presence and surrender, whatever we want to call awakening was something that I could find already within that's when things changed. That's when I was like, Oh, you know,
1: how do you feel about, cause you mentioned it as well. So like this gut feeling, mm-hmm. so, or, I mean, some people call it different, but like uh, follow your heart or, you know, you have this gut feeling, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. mostly it's like, There's no sometimes rational support, so you're afraid to do it, even though you feel like, oh, my God, I should do it. And it's just like, no, 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 or sometimes like, you know, something else. But Mm -hmm. so what, how do you see gut feeling or like
0: following your heart? (laughs) Like, like, well, yeah, I I would say, and this, I think when you wrote about this, like, uh, attraction and manifestation, I thought about this specific thing. So What I've noticed is if my, if I think about something that I wanna do and it feels very like sort of frantic in my head, like it's a thought or a desire that feels like there's like a little bit of tension in it, then it's just my mind. But if I feel like there's something that's happening and it's sort of a clear feeling. Like um, I don't spend time worrying if how it's going to work out, or if I should fix it this way, or if I just do this, then it's going to be that, and then this will happen. Like if I don't do any of that, but it sort of evolves from a place of presence, and like not from my mind. That's when I. Go, that's the gut feeling that I'm looking for. When my mind is involved. Too much planning, too much fixing, too mm-hmm. much admin, too many calls, too many checking Google if it's really going to work. <laughs> no.
1: Validation, you know.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> so a good one is David Hawkins. Okay. I talk about all the time because he's my favorite. He wrote this book, right? It's called Letting Go the Pathway of Surrender, right? And this is the book that I talk about sometimes that I read like fourteen times, and it took me a while to figure it because I'm a slow learner, right? <laughs> and he says, You're "Not, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. But so he says, you know, a gut feeling, for example, it's okay if a thing happens, and if it's okay if it doesn't, which means, like, you have a feeling that moves you forward, like a desire." And it moves you forward, but you ha- you don't have like a fully, like you're not fully attached to it. You're just going with the flow. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like a microcosm is like when you're in editing and you just sort of go with a thought and you're creating and it just happens naturally in like a dance. That's a, that's your gut. That's your heart, right? Um, and he has this thing where he talks about he's he's, he lives in Long Island, David Hawkins. He writes the story. That he decides one day that he thinks that would be a good idea for him to have a small apartment in New York City because he spends time there because he was a like a psychiatrist. So he goes to teach or have clients in the city. So he sits down and he thinks through or writes down exactly what that apartment would look like. And it's like close to the park, on the floor level, not not too much trouble with parking, You know, he writes down exactly what he wants. And then he decides, I'm completely going to let go of this now. I'm not going to think about it. I wrote out, I wrote out what I want and I'm going to let it go now. And then the story continues that he literally, you know, and this is like, you, you know, sounds silly maybe, right? But he drives into Manhattan. He lives in Long Island, which is outside Manhattan. And he drives into the city. He parks his car. And, uh... He parks his car, he gets out of his car and he looks around and there's a sign. Apartment for rent. Right on the first floor, three blocks from the park. And then he gets the apartment that he had exactly imagined, but he had let go of the results. So you can give me an example and we can work this through. But that's exactly what it's like when it comes from a place that's below your shoulder, shoulder bone or right? When it comes from here, that gut feeling, and it's not involved with your mind. Yeah, that's when it's happening.
1: I heard stories like that. And like, in in terms of manifestation, sometimes it works quicker, sometimes longer, sometimes it takes years, but
0: when sometimes it, ha- it doesn't happen at all.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, sometimes yeah. I, I walk the street, and I'm just like, Oh my god, I remember 5 years ago I was walking that street and I was actually asking myself like, "Oh my god, this would be amazing to live here, like so close to Borough Market so I can shop, you know, anytime mm-hmm. I want." Mm-hmm. And that was 5 years ago and now it's true. Like, but
0: I and did now not Now you live there?
1: Yeah. Yes. But I didn't intentionally yes. like come here.
0: It's just like no. it was it's the opportunity. Bad. Yeah. Because uh, it's almost like you planted a seed yeah. Right, and then you sort of let it go, right? Because you didn't do too yeah, much, yeah. And then I it happened. Yeah, damn. I mean, I, I think yeah. So it's I, I tell you another story because uh, it's I was thinking about this yesterday. So, what I was living in LA, and I had like dated all these just awful people because <laughs> it's, it's not easy to find nice men in LA. But um, and then I I met this friend of mine. She's like, you know, you should write down like the ten things that you like in a man. And, you know, see what happens. And I'm like, 10 things. That's so silly. So I wrote down, like, and she said, you can't say anything about their looks. It has to be something about their character. I'm like, what? Like, tall. What are you talking about? So I wrote down, uh, like, kind, funny, generous, considerate, like, that kind of stuff. 10 things and when i was done writing the the list i go oh my friend james that i've known for 3 years <laughs> he has all of these things <laughs> right and that was in august 2004 and we you know i married james you know no and then we started way. dating like three yeah so it's like almost like i had to write it down to see like to sort of send it off into the universe to then have it happen.
1: I heard, yeah, I heard this from people like write it down and kind mm-hmm. of like make it in kind of like a physical like just a
0: God. yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a big thing in AA. You, you put like like something you wish for or something that like you want to forgive somebody for. Like I I I hope to never. One of my things was like I will hope to never worry my father again mm-hmm fold a little paper put a little in box and then you don't go through the pa- the pieces of paper because i had that like five years later like oh I, he doesn't have to worry about me anymore yay i
1: i heard um a technique so one time i was filming a guy that mm-hmm. delivered a presentation and he was um one of those like i don't know relationship gurus or something like that like mm-hmm. um so he said, if you write down on the paper, for example, all your worries and troubles, and then you can do two things with it. Like you can burn it and watch it burn, mm-hmm. or you can like rip it apart and you feel, you will feel better. And there's yeah. something about that process. I've tried it. It kind of works, <laughs> but short term.
0: <laughs> yeah. Short term. Cause it comes back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah that's the thing Um, yeah
0: that's what i was talking about in the beginning like if you haven't identified what it is behind the the feeling then it won't dissolve it will just be still there you just sort of empty for the day so it's the process of understanding what's behind it all that that is uh that's the interesting thing you know so and so the task would be for you right like If you have something like, so do you have something right now that you're worrying about? Like something that's going on that's like causing friction in your life?
1: I mean, it's always like, as a freelancer, it's always like two things. The next
0: job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The next job, um, the future, like, where am I going to live in? Like, you know, uh, am I going to like, I'm going to stay here. It's just like. There's so many things going around when you're in a foreign country and my, I cannot just like go back to my parents, not to mention they don't live there anymore. <laughs> yeah. They um,
0: moved, so they live in a different country.
1: Yeah. It's just like, it's like, it's just the emphasis of like, like in London obviously changes all the time. And it's just like, you don't mm. know
0: what's. Cause it's, it's one day it's like 400 pounds and the next day it's yeah. 800 pounds. Yeah. And then the second it's thing,
1: expensive. it's just like, It's just like, I have some plans and I'm working on something. And then I'm like, is it, is this gonna like ever going to work? But then it's, I'm kind of like, I'm not a quitter. So like, as long as you don't quit, I believe that it's gonna like do something. Yeah. It's just, I guess, million things, which
0: are stupid, but (laughs) they're not stupid though. (laughs) But I guess it's also like, like, when you're working towards something and you have that sort of like that energy in it, right. You're moving forward and you're creating, you know, it's not ever going to be a waste. I mean, you know that, right. Like, it's like, yeah, like there's no way that you put in all this effort and time and keep on working at it and keep on doing all the stuff that you do. I mean, you spend like a million hours creating and researching and figuring things out. Like there's no way that like, that isn't worth something in the end. Right. I know. Yeah. Like, like you know, so it's, it's like kind of like following this forward driving energy and then recognizing that fear is always going to be there, you know, like in 10 years from now, we'll be like getting tired. Like, well, what if I get sick? You know, it's like we get older and that we have different worries, you know? Yeah. So, but it's like, you should almost like start experimenting with things that are smaller. Like something that you're worrying about that's a little bit smaller. And then you can say, okay, I'm going to try really hard not to. So, for example, like what do you do when you're worrying? Do you research? Do you do something about it? Do you go out for a walk? Like what happens when that comes on? A couple of different
1: things. Either I totally try to escape it.
0: <laughs> Good one.
1: Um, or, um, yeah, I'll, I'll do like research and mm-hmm. or like a plan like plan b and so on Mm -hmm. two Mm -hmm. scenarios yeah
0: yeah and so the so next time you have something that comes up we we're gonna experiment now (laughs) you're gonna write down what it is that you're worried about right and then you're gonna do absolutely nothing for about a day or two absolutely like you're gonna take your notepad write down what you're worried about and you cannot go on the internet <laughs> i don't know what you would do when you're escaping like don't do, go too crazy on that but just and don't talk about it that's another thing like we we do we, we worry about things and then we call somebody and they're also worried about it. So now I actually feel worse when I spoke to my friend. yeah, you know what I'm saying can't talk about it can't research about it, try and fix it, just leave it completely alone, but have it be there as an object in your in your notepad mm-hmm and then see if after that 24 hours, you actually forgot about it at all, at all. <laughs> I love it. So it's funny cause I was just talking to, about this with my mom the other day. Um, so the guy that wrote the book Sapiens, the Yael mm-hmm. N- N- Harari, whatever his name is, he actually writes about the fact that, okay, so we lived in caves, right? And we would get killed between walking from the cave to the stream to get water, like a bear, or, you know, we catch a cold and die. Like we actually died from like just normal things on an everyday yeah. basis. when we. Yeah. And we had to hunt for our food. So we were starving because we had to depend on like our husbands or, you know, find a rabbit that we could gnaw on, you know, that was the life that that's in our DNA, right? That's, the fear of being, losing our life quickly for no reason is in our DNA. And that is what's playing out too. That That's actually how we're programmed. It's like, we call it the human condition. That's just how we're programmed. Like right now we don't have fears like being killed by a bear or um, dying from a cold. I mean, we just had COVID and that's, that was tough, but it was it was like, Did that to a lot of us like we were like Mm -hmm. fight or flight scared for survival and that was real right but that's i think you know two thousand years ago that was like every moment of your day and that's in our system from them so i think that like that the fear that we have about all the little things that can go wrong comes from that and he talks about that in his book he's like yeah but you know that's how we were that's really who we are we were hunter-gatherers yeah you know. but this is
1: no yeah. this is it making it's making perfect sense because it's always yeah. when I go home and I just watch nature and animals and like I can see how they want to kill each other and then there's a fear like <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the squirrel is like running away from like big yeah. birds and it's all about like one, moment you're like calm you're eating your nuts and then all of a sudden you have to like sprint for your life and yes. <laughs> you fear and just yes. like when you watch like yes discovery channel whatever like that's the that's the nature like of oh,
0: human you... beings also
1: exactly yeah. it's like we are part of it yeah. like yeah. so it's it's the bottom line of the world of animals but we are animals as well
0: Yeah. It's just that we've detached from that because we live in houses and we don't, we don't, we don't have to hunt for food anymore, you know? Yeah. But so it's like also an acceptance of that. Like if you think that your worry is silly, the worry will get bigger. Hmm. It's like you have to remove the irritation that you have with being worried (laughs) because the resistance to being worried gives it life.
1: Oh, you understand what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, It's like you're putting more fuel in the tank. So it's like, how do you love, this sounds silly, but how do you lovingly embrace and surrender to your worry? Mm-hmm. And like, I had this one therapist once, she said, uh, how can you nurture yourself like your mother, the perfect mother would nurture you? So in that moment, when you have fear, Your mom wouldn't say, ah, silly fear, stupid, go away. You know, she would say, it's okay. We're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what you can tell yourself once you've figured out what it's all about.
1: I like the, uh, like Paul McCartney, like, let it be, you know, like.
0: Yeah, let it be be is better than let it go.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he actually made that. He wrote that song because of a dream he had. Do you know really? that? Yeah. No, tell me. He, his mother died when he was young, and he had a dream. So he was kind of worried about like the Beatles and where this is going because it was a little later. And he had a dream that his mom was standing next to his bed. And I mean, it's a question if it it's a dream if, if you believe in ghosts. <laughs> But his his mom appeared next to his bed, and she just said, "Like, like, let it be." Mm-hmm. That's it. And he woke up and he wrote "Let It Be," one of the greatest songs of all time.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it's so brilliant, right? Because "Let It Go" is like a like an action, like "Let yeah. It Go." You know, "Let It Be" is like, okay, "Let It Be." Yeah. <sighs> okay. So much
1: wisdom, okay um I wanna ask about we can do
0: this for like few hours, you know <laughs> <laughs> Get sit here all day
1: forever <laughs> um I wanna ask about the I don't believe in coincidence because that's I think that's part of like the universe, like you know everything happens totally. for a reason yeah. um. It's funny, can you tell me, like, the day that you found
0: me? <laughs> I actually... I mean, I mean... it's so, such a good story, isn't it? I just love it. So, okay, so, last year, I, I had, like, I had launched the website, and I didn't really know what I was doing, and Louise, my best friend who lives in Copenhagen, she was like, how do we, like get this information out there like how do we you know how do we what do we do like because I you know I, I wasn't like going to make reels on Instagram just yet like I can probably do that now but I wasn't at that place yet and so we just chatted and she like just looked at me and she was like oh, we're going to make a podcast right and I was like yeah we can do it because I had done one <laughs> podcast before that and I was like yeah because I love the conversation style works for me because it's like it's like almost like tapping into like real examples and then bringing in the things that I, I want to talk about, you know, so it's, it, it, it's, it's raw, a you know, like it's yeah, it's yeah, a platform and it works like it's like works for me, whatever, you know? Um, and so she was the one who said you should check out anchor. This is like, you know, before podcasters for Spotify. Yeah. And so I went on YouTube like I do. <laughs> <laughs> I found a video with Nicole. It was the only video that I found that I liked because, you know, it's hard, like, you know, and it was really well made. And I remember I watched it like three or four times because I went through everything like like, anally. I just would stop and then I would go to Anchor and try to figure out what you were saying. And then I would go back and play another few seconds and then go back to Anchor and be like, and then I realized that there's like absolutely no way that I can do this. Without help, right? Yeah, and yeah. that's what I think. I just there was an email, maybe in your YouTube profile. It
1: was like a description of the video. I put it like under the video yeah. in the
0: description. Was it like messaging or was it actually email?
1: I don't know. email, email, actually email.
0: And so I just I emailed you, and you emailed me back. Damn! Like, yes, 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 and then. And it was interesting because before we spoke the first time, I went on your website and I looked through what the services you offer. I'm like, I cannot believe that this is like the perfect fit. Like it's exactly what I want because I don't want to, I want to be taught how to do this. I don't want somebody else to do it. I want somebody to teach me how to do these things on my own. Um, And that's exactly what you've done. It's, like it's an incredible <laughs> miracle, the whole thing. <laughs> Seriously. It's really, I mean, I talk about this all the time with people. I'm like, I Nicole, like I found her on YouTube and, and now we're, I made a podcast and she's taught me everything. Like everything. SEO, everything.
1: You know, like if I it, did not make that video...
0: Yeah, we wouldn't be would, here.
1: No. And the, like... It's just yeah, one of those things like she, it really yeah, is. Nothing is wasted. That nothing no. that you do and you never know what video pushes you
0: somewhere. It's going to like and and also like we both know how hard it is to find something. Yeah. Like it's just it's so much information like how like somehow my search found your video which is also a miracle (laughs) because these days it's like i'm just happy that anybody finds anything you know yeah so yeah i i mean i don't think it's it i i think that especially with you like i have a couple other people that i've worked with along the way where i'm like how did this happen this is a miracle but you know it's not a coincidence it's meant to be
1: it's yeah yes and you're gonna write (laughs) your book yeah
0: um i'm gonna write my book and then you're gonna make it beautiful audio pictures i don't know and it's gonna be (laughs) awesome we're gonna take over the seo uh, seo everything of the internet
1: and maybe you don't get the oscar but maybe you get the pulitzer
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if my, <laughs> what I'm going to write about. It's like a Pulitzer material.
1: But you know what's funny? That I think once you stop caring, like, for example, your dream was to get a an Oscar. But you don't give a shit anymore.
0: Oh, God. No. And this yeah. is
1: when these things happen. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, when people receive awards and it's sometimes when they like exactly manifestation, like they let go and
0: yeah, then it it's comes. The, yeah. Yeah. They've surrendered to the fact that if thing can happen or it can't, and there it can be fine either way. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So we'll see. <laughs> what is the Oscars of, of YouTube, like expert internet special, is uh,
1: there like an award. A check from Google every month. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Whoa. no 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 I mean, like, like being like mr beast like getting like such cash flow <laughs> that like you're just
1: i mean they take a lot by the way what they take, they a, take lot a lot from the check for their commission you know because it's you know i mean fair play <laughs> i guess but how um, much do you know how much um, do you, like... oh so they never want to say, they claim it's 55%, but from, la- no, no, Oof. watch out. Last year it's at more. the end of last year, they started taking 90%. Of your I- paycheck? Yeah. What? For my YouTube channel, but not me, like all of, all the creators, all the creators. So if somebody was making a thousand dollars, all of a sudden next month, he was Lady. making hundred So, however, it kind of fixed itself, or I don't know what they've done. So it's it's climbing back up. Um, but, yeah.
0: But, and, the, and the sad part is that, like, you have absolutely no control over that. Like, they're just so yeah. big. They just own, like, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. It's not like you can get a lawyer and be like, hey, where's my commission? Yeah.
1: So, of course, there are ways to, like utilize your youtube channel to get like the affiliate affiliate marketing um or clients and so on mm-hmm. so like outside of youtube um, but yeah i forgot what i wanted to say but <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're talking about money now much more important than <laughs> spiritual stuff
1: <laughs>
0: no yeah. like what is your goal like right that's what you're talking about um what is your like right now, like because you said like there's there's like a destination, or at least you think there was a destination, but then you realize that it's not a destination, it's the process. Yeah. Or the, the path to the destination. But what was the initial destination? Like there must have been like yeah. throughout the oh. times, like
1: I know, so the reward, like the Oscar of YouTube is a YouTube plague, and it's like um When you get like hundred thousand subscribers, you YouTube sends you. I think you can. You have to pay for it. A plaque. (laughs) Yeah, plaque. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, (laughs) so like this. It's beautiful, you know. It it used to be for ten thousand subscribers, but now it's like hundred thousand subscribers, and then million, and so on, and so on. Um, But yes. So, so, how many
0: subscribers do you have?
1: Uh, four thousand two hundred. All right. You can make it happen, my friend. Of course, it's um one of it's happening. A couple of videos can make a big difference. Um, oh, but, shit. um
0: really? Yeah. Like you make a couple that are like nuts, and then you get like thousands and thousands of yeah followers.
1: But on YouTube, wow. it's hard to go viral, right? Like on TikTok, it's a little easier. YouTube is like it's oh my god!
0: It's... I have four follow- four subscribers on YouTube. <laughs>
1: It's hard. I have another account on YouTube I just started. I have five subscribers. Um, cause I po- <laughs> Just for the sake of it, I'm like, let me start another one, you know. Um, just to see. Yeah, because I want to post yeah. shorts. I mean, I'm posting shorts. They're only, only shorts.
0: To see, um, okay, to see what this is. Yeah, yeah,
1: like, and that's why my revenue went cool. up again. But anyway, the, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, because shorts, ads on shorts are stupid business model. Um oh, okay. but my my oh. okay my goal before like the destination was mm-hmm. like whether this was 10 or maybe it was like 100,000 subscribers or maybe like even starting with 10 10,000 because you're essentially earning more money in general and you get more authority and all that shit that matters to me a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so that was my goal like. Okay. I need to reach 10,000 on YouTube, 100,000 on TikTok. TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's funny, but that was like my literally like, as soon as possible.
0: I get it. it. Yeah. And then I'll be good. Yeah. And then you'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. But then you'll say I want 200,000. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's,
1: when I had to be like, no, I have to stop, because I was getting like brand deals, so and a lot of like videos that I made for companies, and I was rushing it because I was like, off to the next one, off to the next one, off to the next one, another video, mm-hmm. more subscribers, and then I realized like, I'm not even enjoying this anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you lose your. And it's it's, like, it's
1: not working anyway, like this, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, like it's like the thing that we talked about. It's like, it's like, how much, if you have to have the frequency of all of it, how much are you going to lose your quality? So how do you find that middle way? I mean, and that's also maybe a gut. It's a gut thing. You're going to have to feel it. Yeah, but now that you realize that it's not the number that you're. Searching for. I mean, of course, you want to make more money, but it's not like now you're not stuck on the 100K anymore, you know? So it's like, it doesn't really matter.
1: And that's when it happens like, maybe not right now, but like, there is actually a YouTuber who almost got canceled because he wanted 1 million subscribers. That's an mm-hmm. incredibly incredible story. Like, he had like 820,000. And he came up with this kind of like a website where he tried to get people to like um, watch the videos on there. It's a kind of long story, but people got mad that he didn't give them the content immediately. They wanted, they had to register. They had to do this and they they had to do this because because he wanted to have 1 million subscribers. And he said, Mm -hmm. let's get to 1 million. Let's get to 1 million. And people got angry. So, mm-hmm. the result was a lot of people started unsubscribing. So, his, his subscribers started going down. Oh. And this put him, like, to a total, like, bottom. And he was like, okay, I need to stop checking the analytics. I need to stop chasing the numbers. I need to keep creating content that people enjoy. That's it.
0: Yeah. Now, is that the, did you did you made a TikTok about this guy? Did you make a TikTok about this guy? No. I okay. don't know.
1: It's, Maybe a long time ago, I, but not recently. No. Yeah. Okay.
0: Because there is the happens. other guy who yeah. looked at the yeah yeah who said yeah, yeah. creating content is the number one thing. Yeah.
1: Because and this yeah. guy now, he's got almost two million subscribers. <laughs> it's a year apart because he yeah. he went down, and mm. then he was like. No, let me focus on the content. And he actually started
0: making his best work. Yeah. See, this is such a good lesson. Because it's like, I think that that's, that's for you. Like when you're happy is when you make good content. Yeah. So that's the destination. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing, because it's like, you can, you, I mean, as as content creators, you really, you're an artist, right? You're an artist. I mean, I've seen your videos. so No, it's I like, am, like, it's... Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah. So, it's like, an artist is only happy when they're making art. Yeah. And when they're not thinking about what they're going to get paid.
1: That's what David Bowie always said, like... If you have creative freedom that's when you create your best work and you're happy like if you're following somebody and trying to chase something and create for the hits you know and all that like that's where it's Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Very good.
1: <sighs> awesome. Thank you. We finished Are we the done? timing. Is that it? Yes. <laughs>